Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Roll me up and smoke me when I die. And if anyone don't like it, look up in the eye. So don't sit around and cry, just Willie Nelson song, Jimmy Buffett on it, along with Cheryl Crow. That song makes me laugh, and Willie is still out there, over 90, and performing at Farm Aid in Indiana this coming September. Oh, it is September already, September 23rd. My gosh, it snuck up on me. Hey, this is 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Howard Tolman is one of the most interesting people in Chicago, a venture capitalist, serial entrepreneur. And the article that you just sent me about Jimmy Buffett, tell me who the author is about. Did you write this, Howard? Yeah. Yeah. That's I wrote you. It. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So yeah. did you have interactions with Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, for many years. You know, when I did. Uh, RollingStone.com and Tunes.com and Downbeat Jazz and all the music sites for the Internet, which were among the first, uh, we got involved with Jimmy in a couple of different ways. One that was really sort of interesting was in the restaurants, uh, we took an old-fashioned jukebox and put it at each of the booths, and you could pick 10 of his songs, and we would cut you a CD by the time you left the restaurant to take with you. Of his yeah. songs, of course, not anybody else's yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah, those were the days. Those were, you know, those were the days. So, yeah, we did a couple of projects together, and uh, he was, what can I say? He was a magical guy. So. Yeah, he was. I cried, Howard, when I found out Saturday yeah. morning. I was just devastated. Uh, he had invited me down to Shrimp Boat Sound uh, for a recording session, you know, when he was you know, trying to promote the song with Alan Jackson, and we had some great interviews, and everybody just thinks that he's just almost like a the beach bum that, you know, he personified, but he was a businessman. He was a stout businessman. Talk to me about that. Well, look, he, you know, he created a lifestyle brand. I mean, I don't, I still don't think that most people understand that there are, you know, not only is there a Margaritaville Hotel in New York, but I mean, there's literally a whole sort of village, you know, uh, of a lifestyle sort of village of people living the, the Jimmy Buffett sort of imagined life, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, he was an author. He obviously he did his publishing. He did the restaurants and um, clothing and just everything. But the, the interesting thing was, I mean, he did it all in the same sort of fashion, and it was very consistent. You know, somebody said in a review, I think it was from the New Yorker, that said he uh, he was the Martha Stewart of you know his uh, you know beach bummery. But <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, he was a he was a very serious entrepreneur. I mean, and the music was one part of his life, but uh, charity was a huge part. You know, and people don't don't understand. I mean, whether it's the manatees or you know, a lot of the stuff he was trying to do. And, and I'll tell you, in a way, I mean, he lived the last few years in New York mostly uh, because he loved to fly and, and uh, he used to do a paddleboard for a mile every day. And, you know, he was in, he was in terrific shape except yeah. for the cancer. 
but I don't think I don't think he would want to be in Florida anymore. I'll tell you that. I mean, I just think it would be too hard for him to deal with uh, what Florida has become in some respects. Howard Tolman is with us. We're talking about the time he has spent over the years with Jimmy Buffett. This article you wrote is fantastic. And in a minute, you can tell us where it's going to be published. But there are three important things that Jimmy shared with you over several projects in many years. One, your work is what you do, not who you are. Talk to me about that. Well, believe me, that's the toughest thing for every entrepreneur and everybody who, you know, gets so tightly wound to their business that they they let it subsume everything they let it overwhelm their connections to their family and then god forbid they retire or they go do something different i mean the separation is impossible for some people i mean they just live in the past you know one of the great things about jimmy was you never had a rearview mirror he was always looking forward so i i just think that it's really important to have your own identity and, you know, to understand that in the entrepreneurial life in particular, there are going to be ups and downs and you just can't let those eat away at you. I mean, that's, you know, you have to separate your self-worth and your impression of yourself from your business. Uh, Number two, you said in reference to Jimmy Buffett, take your work seriously, but not yourself. And you said every time that he would find himself pushing too hard, he'd shake his head and say, who is this guy anyway? <laughs> yeah, you know, he used to. Yeah, he used to sort of slap himself in the face. I mean, it was like a Three Stooges routine, or so. <laughs> he'd say, "He'd say, wait, wait, what, what happened to me?" You know. But uh, you know, he was look. He was very serious about the music, and and the music was hard work. Everybody thinks it's easy to make it a simple song, but it was not easy. And uh, the sessions were you know long and painful. I mean, not as crazy as like the Eagles and stuff, but. Uh, But he didn't, you know, I mean, he was very aware that he had a tremendous amount of responsibility between the fans and the band and all the different things. And it does weigh on you, but it's easy to let that slip into feeling like you're really important personally. And he was really good about sort of catching himself and, and making sure that it didn't become all about him. I'm talking about the loss of Jimmy Buffett with Howard Tolman. And Howard, another piece of this article was number three, never expect to get what you give. Not everyone's heart is as big as yours. Well, you know this, Lisa, because you, I'm sure in your the various times you volunteer your time and all the stuff that you do, too. You know, every once in a while it comes out sort of you're disappointing, you know, that that people don't live up to their commitments and the stuff that they said they were going to do. And you end up feeling, I don't know if, if foolish is the right term, but you, you sort of feel abused. You know, I, I, I referenced the who song, you know, we won't get fooled again, but the amazing thing was as many times as things didn't work out perfectly or people didn't come through or whatever, he never lost his faith in, in what he was going to accomplish and what people generally can accomplish if they care about other people and stuff like that. And he never let him get it down. You know, I mean, there's a, uh, you know, there's a great expression. You never forget where the hatchet is buried, but he never carried a grudge. You know, he never, he never went on and sort of sulked. He just did the best he could do in really everything. But the charity thing was particularly important because it was never a quid pro quo. I never thought for one second that he was, you know, looking to have uh, anything coming back other than the sheer sort of warmth of feeling that he had done something for others that was worthwhile and important. 
Yeah, and in this last 30 seconds, I hear the dog bark, and I love that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, So you said that he was the least laid-back guy you were ever going to meet, which I think a lot of people are like, what? Yeah, for sure. Look, he was... He was a serious artist, and and he had plenty of years where, you know, he wasn't appreciated, he wasn't recognized. I mean, people think that he's always been who he was, and the truth is there were probably 10, 15 years where he was nobody. And, and, you know, even the albums came out and and stuff. It still took years and years. And it's funny because there are people writing today about that in the music industry and just how long it takes to establish longevity and you know we have maybe 10 stars that the whole world knows but there are thousands of people that will never be known in terms of uh you know their music and stuff and and he was you know he was very very serious uh about it uh and you know he was just honestly i mean the the most interesting thing is he was just a sweet man and i think people would say that about him and and I think his family was unbelievably important to him. Uh, and he was he was just a good guy. I mean, that's that's really, you know, and, and the beauty of him, it's sort of like the Eagles, you know, who disappeared for 15 years and their music never left. I don't think his music will ever leave. And I don't think it's simply going to be, you know, uh, longitude and latitude. I think right. it's going to be plenty of his songs because we don't understand really how voluminous mm-hmm. his catalog is. You know, you hear it. And then you say, oh, that's a Jimmy Buffett song. And they don't come readily to mind, but I'll tell you, he's going to be around forever. Absolutely. I've got to jump to news. Where will this okay. article be published where people can it'll read be, it? It'll be in Inc. Inc. Magazine, same okay. place. But All right. I had to sneak in a little business stuff there. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Howard Tolman on Jimmy Buffett, published at Inc.com. Steve's News is next. Our conversation was sponsored by CareerVision.org. And the news is coming to you from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. On air, online, all the time, Chicago WGN.